Ephesians chapter 6. Let's just get into the word today. Um, you know, I had a pastor friend one time who said that sometimes whatever the pastor and his wife or, you know, might be going through, that, uh, sometimes the people in the congregation are usually going through the same thing. Seems like the devil attacks people in, 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 um, tribally almost, you know. <laughs> sometimes we refer to our local church as our tribe, you know. <laughs> uh, the Bible says, uh, that when they returned, talking about, uh, uh, some of the disciples said when they returned to their own company. Well, you know, we have companies of believers, amen? Companies of, 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 uh, of churches. And so we're all the body of Christ and we recognize that. We're very ecumenical. We understand, amen? And I thank God, like Brother Hagin said one time, I thank God for anybody preaching Jesus. Anybody. He said don't drive down the street to another church and curse them. And say, well, that's not our church. They don't count. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, uh, we're all, we should be all on the same team. Amen. Preaching the God. Well, say, well, they don't believe like we do. Well, big deal. They can say the same thing about us. Well, those people are weird over there. That little church on Arcadia, they don't believe like we do. Oh, well, who cares? Amen. As long as we agree on Father, Son, and Spirit, we're in good, pretty good company. Especially this day and time, we don't have the luxury anymore of separating ourselves. You know, they say the reason that the American Indian tribes, uh, now they're called Native Americans, but I said one time, and probably I shouldn't say this and get cut off of Facebook, but I said, I don't think my family could be any more native than it is. Our, our, our folks showed up here in 1754. So I'm pretty sure that we're pretty native to this continent. <laughs> Amen. But that's politically incorrect to say. You can get, you know, marching and all kinds of things going on if you say something like that. But um, the American Indian tribes or the Native American tribes, you know, one of the historical facts is that the reason that they lost so badly to on some of their some of their uh, uh, defenses is because they they were infighting tribally. If they could have joined together, Amen. Think about those mighty those mighty tribes: the Sioux, the the Cherokee, uh, even out west, the Navajos, the Apaches. All the tribes. If they could have all met at a conference somewhere, <laughs> maybe at the Grand Canyon or something, and had a big meeting and said, we need to all stick together, they might have had a better chance of even establishing their own nation somewhere, but they were infighting so bad. They, you know, they, they're, you're fighting a battle on both fronts. I don't know what I'm in this for, but we're, ta- we're talking about warfare today. But we certainly don't need to be warring against the, the, the church on the corner. Amen? <laughs> that is so crazy to me. And it's always gone on, you know. Well, you know, the Baptists don't like the Methodists and the Lutherans don't like the Presbyterians and the Church of God doesn't like anybody else. And, you know, uh, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, we should, and the Word of Faith thinks, you know, we think we've got all the answers. Um, and if we have all the answers, then why do we have so many problems? I don't know. <laughs> 
I say things others wish they had nerve to. Getting anything out of this. <laughs> Amen. But praise the Lord. You know, we're going to walk in love towards everybody. And count them all, even if they don't count us. That's okay. That's between them and the Lord. It's none of our business. Amen. We have to just deal with ourselves. I don't have time to manage everybody else. Glory to God in the highest. And so, um, at any rate, I'm going to preach this if it hairlips the devil. Uh, on spiritual warfare. So I was talking about tribal, kind of like tribal uh, attack, and oftentimes what the pastor is dealing with, the people are dealing with. And so, uh, my, a very good pastor friend of mine in, in, uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, he said one time, he said, Brother David, the people are blessed by your overflow. Whatever you're standing in, whatever you're walking in, if you'll preach that and give them some direction and some, some instruction, it'll help them and because most likely, they're facing the same thing. Amen? How many has sensed that before, that we're all sort of going through? So, and sometimes you're shocked, aren't you? Somebody says, how are you doing? Well, it's been a rough week, and you tell them what you've gone through, and they go, well, that's funny, because I've been going through the same thing. Amen? That's why we need to eat. That's why we need to come to church and talk to each other and encourage one another. Not with, you know, oh, well, bless your heart, you poor pathetic thing. We don't need pity, but we do need faith, don't we? We need somebody to stand with us and say, I sense what you're going through, and I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know I'm standing with you. I want you to know I believe in God for you. Hallelujah. And I'm praying for you. Amen. Um, well, anyway, we're talking about spiritual warfare today. I'm going to identify what it is and show you how to, from the word, how to stand against it. Amen. First of all, we're on the winning team. We've, as somebody said one time, I read the back of the book and it's good news. We win. Amen. First of all, I want to tell you about spiritual warfare. Some people think it's this great big black cloud demonic attack coming at you like a swarm of locusts that you see coming to eat the crops in Kansas. But I'm telling you, most of the time, it's in our thought life. And, the, the you know, we all have challenges, right? We all have problems. Does anybody ever here feel like you get overwhelmed with all your projects and things that you need to finish? And it just seems like there's never enough time. And, and then the, in the about 2 o'clock in the morning, the devil will start saying, now you need to send that off that bill or that letter that thing, and you're going, oh man, I forgot. And you know, you, you just can be plagued. And you think, well, this is just the devil. Well, it's not just the devil. It's partly our, our memory and our minds, but it's also the devil gets a hold of that and machine guns it at you. How many know what I mean? The machine gun thought over and over and over and over and over again until you just almost think, I'm going to blow a gasket here. Praise the Lord. But that's warfare. Warfare, most of it, occurs not out here in the heavenly realm somewhere, but it occurs between your two ears, amen? It's in your head and in your mind. But you can take authority over that. One thing is we can say, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a what? 
a crazy mind. No, a sound mind. Amen. And, uh, and we need to, if we, you know, just a little reminder here, not beating you over the head, but I will tell you, if you need to get a handle on your mouth, you need, you need to do it. Like confession. Don't, don't say, I, some people just have a habit of saying things. Well, this is going to run me crazy. Or if that, you know, if that refrigerator doesn't stop humming, it's going to run me crazy. Well, well, my Lord, pick something greater than that to run you crazy. <laughs> Amen. Not just a humming uh, uh, home appliance or whatever. But have you ever heard people talk like that? Somebody will say, well, these brakes are going to be the death of me. Somebody said one time, preacher, said his aunt, uh, uh, elderly aunt, kept saying, these brakes and this Buick are going to be the death of me. And do you know one day those brakes failed? And she hit the wall and, and it killed her. And, and she got what she said. These brakes are going to be the death of me. Well, how about just go to uh, the brakes place and get them fixed and you can stop confessing that. You know, but, um, uh, you know, just, these brakes are going to be the death of me or or uh, this pain is killing me or whatever. This, this situation is, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, or little Johnny, if you don't shut up, I'm going to lose my mind. Now you're making me climb the wall. Well, now if you do start climbing the wall, we're going to start pleading the name of Jesus. I guarantee you, because that's not natural. Uh, something from a movie, but uh, those things uh, are part of warfare, and we need to be careful what we say because our mouth is a weapon, and the word of God is a weapon. Amen. So if you're going to say something, say the word over that situation. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I, I, I'm a new creature in him. Old things are passed away. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And, uh, and, and uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. All right. Praise God. How many can see that's, that already helps your faith, doesn't it? Just hearing those kinds of words. Instead of, I'm about to lose my mind over this. Well, don't lose your mind. That never helps anybody. Well, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Well, in the name of Jesus, shut up. Um, Brother Copeland used to say that his wife, Gloria, whenever he'd make a bad confession, she'd say, do you, okay, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. What you just said will come to pass, in, according to Mark eleven twenty three. And he'd say, no, don't agree with, don't agree with me when I'm, you know, sort of like cursing myself. Amen. So anyway, here it says, finally, my uh, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. We're going to be strong in ourselves, our willpower, our family's gumption, something like that. No, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. So you want to put it all on, right? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or strategies of the devils. Now, uh, so that means the de- if something's got a strategy, it means it's been thought out, right? You know, the devil's not just completely just crazy, like, willy-nilly, wild, do stuff. It says strategies. That means he's strategized. 
That means he's thought of it. Are you listening? He's made a plan. You should know that. Don't get offended at the devil. He's stupid. And he's not your friend, and he never will be. So don't get offended. Well, this is just so hard. I know, but it's because he strategized. Don't you understand that everything that comes against you, the devil has strategized with that for the purpose of discouraging you. Amen. And and making you give up, throw in the towel, as they say, and say, what's the use? What's the use? You know, how good is this? Well, the Bible says that we'll be able to stand against those strategies. That means we overcome it. That means we're more powerful in Christ, not not just in ourselves, but in his, what does it say, be strong in the Lord. How many believe the Lord's stronger than the devil? (laughs) The Lord's greater. Don't forget what the Bible says about, well, Lucifer, he was in charge of the music and he was beautiful. Yeah, he was. The key word is was. The Bible says, I, Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He's a fallen angel. He's not a, he's not in charge of anything. Don't call him an archangel. He's not. Don't give him any positive statements. There's nothing good to be said. He's, he's crazy and he's, he's been rejected by God. And so he's persona non grata. <laughs> okay. You get that? And you need to, you need to understand that. And don't be weird about the devil. For, because he's, he's not, he's not loose. That, that creature, that beautiful angel creature, Lucifer, he no longer exists. He has been stripped of his name, stripped of his title, stripped of his power, if you really believe that what Jesus did uh, uh, from the cross to the throne. Amen? And the Bible says that he led captivity captive. He made a show of all the demonic powers openly. Amen? And made and, and is really mocking them. Preach, pastor. Against the wiles of the devil, strategies. So don't get take, taken over with, you know, wily coyote here. It's, uh, strategies of the devil. For we wrestle not. Keyword is not. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I have to remind myself of this almost weekly, at least. In little arguments you might get in with, you know, just trying to do business or something. Listen. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it says here that our fight is not with flesh and blood. I think that the key word here is wrestle. What do you do in a wrestling match? You've got two dudes together on the mat, and and there's moves that are made, right? You ever seen a wrestling match? You ever been to a high school or college wrestling match? It's pretty interesting. The the moves that they make to to pin the other guy down, you know, long enough to declare a victory over that match. But it's it's not it's not like it's not like a a pistol duel, one shot and it's over. It's it's it goes on, doesn't it, for 
for, for a long time, the wrestling and the struggling between two powers. So it says we wrestle not, but we do wrestle, don't we? And so guess what? You gotta, you gotta have the spirit of a winner about you in these wrestling matches. Amen? Because if you go in there, oh God, look at that dude. He's so big and strong. I just don't know if I'm going to do it. Well, you know, you're defeated before you might as well just forfeit. You're defeated before you get out there. Right? But a real winner, even if he's a sort of a little shorty guy, this little wiry, he's going, well, he may be bigger than I am, but I'm more agile and I'm wiry and I'm going to pin him down and make him hurt. <laughs> and make him <laughs> tap out. You can tap out on the mat too. That's what we want to do with the powers that be that come against us. Make them tap out. What are they afraid of? Is it us just as people? No. Is it... uh the name of our church, they're afraid? No. It's the name of Jesus because that represents victory over them. Amen. So you use the name of Jesus and you wrestle with it. Now that, that's why sometimes things don't just disappear. And you see, if you're not careful, I, I'm hoping this helps somebody watching today or whatever. Sometimes we want to just rebuke the devil and have everything change just instantly, and we get a little discouraged if it doesn't. You go, this isn't working. I rebuke the devil. I use the name of Jesus. I even said the blood of Jesus. So now I'm still in this wrestling. Yeah, because it's a wrestling match. Amen. It's not a gun battle with Tommy's machine guns, Thompson's. They're illegal. <laughs> like you see on the, you know, what's the name? James Cagney. Angels with dirty faces. You know. It's not a, it's not a mafia hit. <laughs> Machine gun war. It's a wrestling match. And in wrestling, you, it takes a while to win it. Sometimes, right? And so that's why I'm glad the Bible says it's a wrestling match. But it says, that we, that we'll be able to win if we wear the armor of God when we go out there. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So don't get offended. Your fight is not, well, she said this to me and he gave me this dirty look and blah, 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 you know. Well, <laughs> welcome to adult life. Welcome to the planet. It's a hostile place sometimes, isn't it? People can be just rude and crude, but don't take it personally because the word tells us that it's not our battle in the flesh. Well, I sure saw the flesh say it and heard it. Doesn't matter. The Bible's true. Let God be true and every man a liar. So I know it feels bad and it smells bad and looks bad sometimes, the wrestling with the flesh and blood situation, but it says that's not our enemy. So don't have a list of enemies. Well, these people are on my, you know, uh, bucket list, not the good bucket list, the trash list. These people are on my trash list. 
don't have that because you're making the the battle against flesh and blood. And that usually requires attorneys at the end of the day. Or or I know a guy that knows a guy, you know. But it's principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Think about that. That's who's got these assigned these strategies against us. Against spiritual wickedness and high, sometimes the devil just hates us because of spiritual wickedness. Coming against the children of light, right? Now how are you gonna win this? How are you gonna overcome and stand against the strategies? And you're gonna wrestle and win the wrestling match. First of all, remember it's a wrestling match. It may take more than one session of confession and prayer. Right? Sometimes it's a long time that we wrestle with the same issue. But if you'll keep wrestling, if you won't tap out, (laughs) amen, or pass out, you'll win if you'll hang in there. Wherefore, so there is some, the Bible says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Everybody loves the faith preaching, but not so much the patience part. So you have, if you're going to win in faith, you're going to have to win in patience. Just be patient and have a smug smile on your face, so to speak, knowing that Jesus is, you're not in that wrestling match alone. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords is in there with you. Who can be against us if God be for us? Amen. I got that flipped around, but same thing. Wherefore, take unto you a piece of the armor of God, one piece of metal, the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days. How many believe it's the evil day? Have, if it isn't the evil day, I don't sure don't want to be around for when it comes. Because, boy, it looks pretty evil to me, all the craziness that's going on and meanness. No respect for anything. Having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. Stand. (laughs) I love the way that reads. If you take the punctuation out a little bit. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. I've had people come, Brother David, I'm doing everything the Bible says to do. Well, first of all, now you're lying. Because nobody's ever done everything the Bible says to do. One of the things the Bible says to do is go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Have you gone into all the world, preach the gospel to every single creature? No, nobody has. So just calm it down on your great accomplishment. Well, I've done everything the Bible says to do, and it's still not working. Well, first of all, like I said, stop lying. Secondly, you don't have to do everything the Bible says to do to get God to move. He already moved. It's a matter of accepting it. Well, you know what I mean. I just need, I need, I need things to change. Well, God's changing them. Just cause you don't see it. I, 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 sometimes I thank God for the way He moves because if, if, if He told us some things in advance, we'd mess it up. Cause we think we're smarter than everybody. Are you listening? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
So we got all these things, stand there for, having done all to stand, stand there for. Well, I've been standing. Well, keep standing. Praise the Lord, God. Don't tap out of the, the wrestling match. Stand there for, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now that's in my book, um, a, a deep settled peace, praise the Lord. You don't have it, order it. You can get it online. About those spikes that the Roman soldiers would drive into the ground so you stand there so you don't get knocked over. You know, if you're going to be in a, in a warfare, it's important that you have the proper footwear. Right? Your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench most of the darts. See, we should, God wants us to win every time. Take the helmet of salvation that protects your head. You think that has something to do with protecting your mind too? Remember you're saved. I said remember you're saved. What does it mean to be saved? Well, I'm righteous. I'm justified. I tell you, more people need to be out here listening to this. This is good preaching. (laughs) The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always, not just when you feel like it. If you only pray when you feel like it, you're not praying enough. Well, I just don't, I'm just not inspired. Dear God, do you go to work when you're not inspired? Do you cook dinner when you're not inspired? Do you clean the house when you're not inspired? <laughs> or do you have to be inspired? If we have to wait to be inspired to do anything, we're never going to accomplish anything, are we? doesn't say anything about inspiration. It just says do it. Amen. I got a sermon called Just Do It. Don't argue with it. Just do it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication to the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And if Paul doesn't burden the Ephesians down with having to do all that, he adds a prayer request for himself. And says, and for me, how are you going to pray for me? He said, pray for me. This is my prayer to my church. That utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Hallelujah. So one of the ways that we can collectively, as a congregation, come against warfare, spiritual warfare, it says who's the... We know who the culprit is. It's the devil. He's got a strategy. He's he's uh, given his imps uh, assignments. And boy, you can just tell when there's a, an assignment against you, can't you? You can just see it. It's it's it, they give themselves away. It's a pattern usually. Amen. They say everybody that commits a violent crime leaves behind. So, what do they say? Uh, it's uh, subconsciously leaves behind a clue because deep down inside they want to be caught. Isn't that something psych- psychologists say that? 
So that's, that's, so the investigator, like on a murder or something, the investigator knows this and thinks, okay, this guy has left behind something, even if it's subconscious, that we can catch him with. The devil's, the devil's like that. I'm going to give you some examples here in just a minute. I'm almost done. Don't worry. We're not going to be here till the cows come home. I think the cows in this area have been long gone. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I wanted to say this about praying. You see, Paul's requesting prayer. And as a pastor and a minister, I'm requesting prayer from from all that would hear this message. Because I think praying for your pastor to be bold with utterance, obviously, is part of the weaponry here. You see what I'm saying? It's part of the strategy of winning. You want the gospel to be proclaimed boldly and the truth to be proclaimed. You see, for me, if I'm sitting in a meeting, you know, somebody else is preaching. We're going to one this next week, a couple days. I want the guy to be bold. I mean, I want I want him to challenge me. Amen. I, I don't need my feelings petted by the minister to make me feel just warm and fuzzy. I need I need to know some new strategies, right? I need to know something I can take home from that service and apply to my life. Like, who wants to go to the doctor when you've got a need, a pain, or a, there's a symptom and things aren't working right, and you go to the doctor and he just pats your hand and say, you know, I really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too. You know, you're just a nice person. Well, thank you. What a nice doctor you are. Okay, thanks for coming. You go, no, 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 wait a minute. I, I got a problem. Well, I can't help you with that. I'm just here to make you feel better. What kind of doctor would that be? You might say, well, he's a nice guy, but he's a weirdo because he's never, he, he won't even ask me what's wrong. And then, and then, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, sometimes the pastor gets treated like this in places where they say, pastor, I'm going through this. This is my problem. You say, here's what you need to do. And they go, well, who are you to criticize me? You got problems too. Now, can you imagine saying that to your doctor? Well, what's wrong with you? Well, my, my knee's not right or my you know my toe has got a thing i got you know something uh, here uh, on my head uh i've got pains and well here here's what you need to do you need to take this pill and do this this therapy and whatever well that's easy for you to say criticizing me i suppose you just are hunky dory you don't have any problems can you imagine saying that to a doctor you're going to end up at the other doctor's office after you keep talking like that you understand you get you got the wrong kind of doctor if you get my drift. You're crazy, in other words, if you were to say something like that. And yet it's said to ministers all the time. People come with their problems. Here's what you need. Well, who do you think you are, Mr. Perfect? It's like, <laughs> no. But I do know who is Mr. Perfect, and that is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? And if you'll seek him and seek the word and listen to the Holy Spirit and stop getting your feelings hurt all the time, you might can make progress. Praise God. Preach, Pastor. Glory to God. Amen. Well, that's not very sweet. Well, sometimes sweet doesn't always cut it. You know, if all you did is eat sweets, your teeth would rot out. 
you might need some nutrients on top of that, right? The Bible talks about the milk of the word, but then it talks about the meat too, amen? And if we really want strength, I, t- I told Scarlett a couple days ago, I said, I'm, I, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning craving tacos. I don't know why. You can see I'm not underfed. I said I'm just craving tacos. I would have torn out into the night if I could have found all-night tacos. But I said, I'm craving tacos. And then I said, I'm wondering what I'm really craving. It's probably the iron that's in the meat that, you know, maybe there's a deficiency. Sometimes our cravings are actually our body crying out for something that it needs. And um, so you see my point is that sometimes what we need to do is we need to eat something that's substantial. Praise God. Well, I was going to say, well, how can you tell when you're, you know, the Bible talks about life being, you know, the the kind of the trials of life. There's trials, there's tests, there's problems, there's challenges, there's stuff we create, our own problems sometimes. (laughs) I don't know about you, I've sometimes created my own situation and had to deal with it. But Oftentimes it is the devil. It's not always the devil, but oftentimes it is the devil. It's a, it's a warfare type thing. And, uh, one of the things is you can recognize a pattern. Amen. Have you ever had like a, a day, a Monday or whatever, and it seems like you said, it seems like today all hell's broken loose. You know, this went wrong, that went wrong. The other thing. Um, one preacher that I know, every hotel room, he was traveling on the road, every hotel room he started checking into, uh, the air conditioner wasn't working. And it's pretty bad to be in a hotel sometimes with no air because you can't open the window or anything anymore. Everything's sealed up. I guess I don't know if they're afraid of people breaking in or jumping out, but whatever. The You can't even open the window. And so you better have a good air conditioner in there or you're going to, you know, you're going to have a problem. And so it seems like every room he checked into... He finally said, how smart do I have to be to figure out this is spiritual warfare? The devil uh, will do things to harass you. He's out preaching the gospel. He needs to get his rest. Amen? He needs to be fresh and prepared for the meeting. Who wants the pastor to show up? He's sweating like a pig and, you know, whatever, right? Smelling bad. Going to have a laying on of hand service. No, thank you. Please back away. You know. So, you know, it's like, he said, I finally figured out this is warfare. This is an attack of the devil to just harass me. You know, he took authority over it. And the next place he checked into, the air conditioning worked perfectly. And from then on, no more problems. I know another preacher. Uh, you know his name, Jimmy Swaggart. He said that he, they were renting, you know, they'd go to these big halls, right, in civic centers, and they'd rent convention centers. They'd, rent, they'd always in the town rent the, rent the piano, the grand piano. Be, they have rentals. Did you know that? You can rent a, a grand piano for an event. You can rent a Hammond organ for an event. So they'd rent the instruments um, so they didn't have to haul them from, you know, all over the country in a tractor trailer. So they 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 rented a piano. Oftentimes the hall itself will have a piano and you can pay a fee to use it. Well, usually the pianos were 
well, you know, usually pretty good venues like that. They have famous artists and singers and people, you know, they're expecting a good instrument. He said, we got to a place and the piano was a dog. I mean a dog. There's some dog pianos in this world, let me tell you. They've been abused, not taken care of, and you don't want to try to play that for a major event on television and all that. So he said the piano was out of tune and broken keys and broken strings and not usable. It was not usable. And so he tried to suffer, and then try to get another one in from another company and they're all booked out. They can't get one. He thought, oh well, this is just ever so often happens. Well, the next place they went to, the piano was a dog. The next place they went to, the piano was a dog. The next place they went to, the piano was a dog. He said, now how smart, Jimmy Swaggart said, how smart do I have to be to figure out this is warfare? The devil has gotten into the details and is messing me up. So, and you know, sometimes folks that, you know, don't play instruments, whatever, they don't get it like, well, what's the big deal? But it's a big deal. Amen. Uh, to a, to a musician. And so, he said, well, this is the devil. He took authority over it. The next place they went to, beautiful brand new Steinway <laughs> concert grand sitting there. And others, finally they got to the place where it was just easier to buy their own piano and ship it in and hire a tuner to fix it. But praise God, you know, uh, these are patterns. If you see a pattern, if all of a sudden there's false accusations coming at you from more than one person and they're not talking to each other, you know, you can know the devil is trying to harass you. Amen? And you can take authority over that in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you got something out of that today. I uh, just want to encourage you to be strong in the Lord. And those are watching online, you be strong in the Lord. Amen? Well, let's lift our hands and thank the Lord.